Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is the 16th episode of our 7th Heaven podcast. Yes, um, we will be covering in this episode, season one, episode 16 of 7th Heaven. The title of the episode is Brand New World. Nope, Brave New World. Bra- brave New World. Brand New World. Okay. Um, Good start. We're doing great. <laughs> things are going well. Um, and with this... Okay, so there's clearly some... Amazon Prime is, like, not great at at managing their video (laughs) streaming service. I know we've started, like, at the last three episodes this way, but... But this one's actually ended up being kind of funny because they were going to do the Amazon synopsis because they, like, messed it up, but clearly a word is missing from it. So the synopsis of this episode is... The school bully experiences a severe lapse in judgment when he tries to sexually marry... That's it. That's Se- it. Sexually marry. We don't know Have what. Have you ever been sexualied? Are you, is that a question? I don't, I don't, I don't know what this means. <laughs> sexually what? Sexually. Okay. I guess we All should right. stop saying sexually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what was your first impression of this one? Um, well, I feel like it's been a while since uh, we've done one of these. So that was my first impression was it's been a while, but <laughs> <laughs> mostly it was, um, it was, it was nice to be back to a true to form, um, seventh heaven episode where I could predict exactly what was going to happen next. And they actually <laughs> pointed out the little formula, um, right. Yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in the episode, there was a, there's a meta moment in the episode. So, uh, that was good. And I actually think it like, uh, you said it best. I think at the end of the episode, they really actually wrapped it up. Like the right way, yeah, yeah. Because we learned that. Se- well, we'll get into it, but but. But it was they, like, they, it was they like another a situation that they probably handled better than you would expect them to. Yes, very true. Uh, so, okay, so. So we're gonna do a storyline by storyline. So we're gonna um, start with the cold open, I guess, because that kind of lays out uh, the foundation of the storyline. So. The first, I forget what the first thing we get in the cold open is. Um, it's Simon telling Ruthie. Oh, oh um, yes, okay. Um, everything he she, like, everything she needs to know. It's like a starter pack on her first day of preschool. Well, they don't even call it preschool; they call it pre-kindergarten. Yeah, it's pre-K. It's not preschool. Is like for like. Oh, I always little children. Pre-K is like just like you're four always, years old. Oh, I always thought preschool and pre-K were the same thing. No, I think pre- preschool is like. Before you go to a real school, so it's like preschool and it's, then pre K and then of, kindergarten. Yeah, is it's, that it's it? kind of like daycare preschool. Oh, I think. well, we called preschool library. What well, you know as preschool as library school. We're in my hometown. <laughs> library school. Okay, so the first thing I wrote down about this is why is Ruthie starting school more than halfway past the, the like the middle of the school year? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll get back to that. Um, then we have um, Mary is in her room, and Matt comes in, and he's like, oh, you're not going on a date with Michael Towner, are you? And she was like, no, I said no. Or you, couldn't, you couldn't, like, pay me to go, or you couldn't put a raffle prize at the end of it to go. Some smart so, Alex. Yeah. Um, and then finally, um, the Rev and Lucy are in, uh, they're driving, they're, like, in front of Lucy's friend Suzanne's house, so... Um, and Suzanne is like acting kind of weird and she's like, oh, I'm, the Rev is like, oh, I'm going to wait until you get inside. And she says, oh, I'm going to go in the side door so I don't set off the alarm. Um, and then as they're pulling away, 
Lucy is like, well, at first it shows her Suzanne crossing the street. Like she's, she's, she didn't go into the house. She went into the backyard and then she came right back out. Um, and Lucy's like, oh, she left her science book. She has homework. We have to go bring it back. And when they, when they turn around to go back, they're like, there's Suzanne in the middle of the street. And she comes running. Lucy like calls her name out and Suzanne comes running. And Lucy's like, oh, you forgot your book. And she's like, yeah, I realized I was coming to find you. But she was going the opposite direction. Yes, definitely not coming to find him. Um, And then the Rev offers to drive Suzanne back home, even though I don't think that's necessary but they, yeah they were like maybe like uh like i don't know distance but it was yeah, not a long distance away they, they were like a quarter mile from her house and was, so they went in the back of the car and like the last bit of the cold open is them just sitting awkwardly in the car with the car not moving yeah they're all just looking, looking at, at each other, other. like because suzanne's like no you really don't need to give me a ride home and then she gets in the car and then they all just sit there silently like looking at each other um so, yeah. Those so we're are gonna, the three main storylines. Yeah, so we're going to do Lucy's storyline first. Uh, be, so the kind of where we picking up where we just left off with the cold open. Um, is So the next scene is at the breakfast table, and um, oh, Lucy God. comes up to the Rev, and he's like, oh, wasn't there something off about the way that uh, Suzanne was, was acting with. last night. And both Aaron and I were like, why didn't they just have this conversation last as night? As soon as they dropped Suzanne off, like, oh, that was weird. No, they wait until the next day to have it on screen. And uh, Lucy asks the Rev to kind of take care of it or, like, to find out what's going on. And I think the Rev... Well, before before that, she's like, oh, do your thing, like, you're meddling. And he's like, oh, I shouldn't get involved. I should only get involved in people's lives when they ask, even though we have oh, seen him mm-hmm. just, you know, getting involved wherever he feels like he should. I don't know what, what else he had going on on this day that he didn't have time to meddle in someone else's life. So then um, he's like, no, I, I only help people who, like, ask. And Lucy is the worst. And she's, she says... Um, oh, well, my asking, my asking you isn't good enough, and then she storms, storms away, up, of course. And uh, the Rev's like, that's not what I said. And I like this from Annie, because Annie goes, well, that's what she heard. So, yeah. um, and, oh, the one th- note that I did have about the scene was, I don't know if you noticed this, but, uh, there was some manly hairy chest cleavage going on from the Rev in whatever oh, shirt he was no, wearing. I noticed, I no, noticed he, it with it was, Matt earlier in, in the cold open. No, he had unbuttoned his shirt way too much. It was not okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, and then the next uh, the next scene we get is uh, Lucy is in science class, and Suzanne comes in, and she's late, and she's wearing... The, the night before, she had had dinner with the Camdens, and she spilled something on her shirt. Milk, actually. Um, and... She had to wear, like, one of, well, we think it's Lucy's, and at the end we find out it's Mary's shirt, but, um, and she's wearing the same shirt that she borrowed from the Camdens to school, and she's like, oh, it's the only thing that, that wasn't at the dry cleaner, or something like, like that, and, and Lucy's just like, okay, whatever. It's fine. Um, um, but Lucy does bring up, right, like, during their science class. Okay. This is just the thing. This is also ridiculous. Yeah. Right? When she said, okay, so Lucy basically says that when she 
got home, she called Suzanne and she said, when I called you, your mom said you still weren't back from my house. And I was, and because Suzanne, of course, does not live in the house that she was dropped off at, spoiler alert. But why wasn't Suzanne's mother at that point like, wait, why don't you... You know where I, my child I, I, is. I, th- I think my daughter's at your house, but you're calling me and thinking that she's here. Um, and then Suzanne is like, oh, well, it's a big house. <laughs> like, yeah. And she said that her mother was a flake. And, like, yeah. she's like, you, you, you get the picture. Um, so the other thing is that we're meant to know that Suzanne is uh, Lucy's best friend. And Suzanne has never showed up. In 16 any, episodes in. Yeah, never showed up in any other episode. And her name has never been mentioned before. So great breast, best breast friend. <laughs> great <laughs> best breastfeeding. <laughs> I, like, I don't understand. <laughs> great best friend Suzanne is if uh, this is the first time she's showing up. So uh, Lucy comes up with this idea about following Suzanne home. Um, and we find out that Suzanne actually lives in what we learned in the second episode, or was it the third episode, that is, like, the bad part of town. The se- it was the second episode, but uh, as I have a quote here, she goes um, downtown off of Genesee Avenue, um, and well, so her and Jimmy Moon are, are spying. Oh, there's a surprise Jimmy Moon. We don't <laughs> see Jimmy Moon, and then suddenly he pops up yeah, out of nowhere. they're hiding, they're sleuthing, so... <laughs> Um, they run into uh, Suzanne's mother, Mrs. Sanders, P. Sanders. She's a nurse. <laughs> um, no, she's not. Oh, she's I not. I thought she was, but but no, because she says like, oh, between my job at the the motel and waiting tables. Oh well, so, she hasn't. She it has looks a, like she's she's got scrubs on. Yeah, but I guess not. Yeah. Um and. But Lucy and, like, Jimmy Moon have, like, a conversation with her. She thinks they're lost. Oh, no. They say they're lost. She's like, oh, let me help. Nothing really happens. Uh, They don't really know. I'm sorry. uh, Suzanne's mother doesn't really know that this is Lucy. She doesn't know it's Lucy, yeah. Which also, like, then goes back to her best friend. friend. Yeah, her her best friend's mother doesn't know who she is. is, right? And so then uh, Suzanne's mom leaves, and... Uh, Lucy's, like, trying to come up with reasons for why... We kind of get the idea that Suzanne has told Lucy that her mother is, like, evil and, like, oh, I don't like my parents because Lucy has this line about, like, oh, well, maybe um, Suzanne uses her allowance to rent this apartment because her mother is so terrible. And Jimmy Moon is like, or she just doesn't want you to know she lives here. (laughs) (laughs) Or the much more logical. Always the voice of reason. So, so, um... Lucy says, uh, she doesn't, you know, oh, Suzanne's mother doesn't seem that bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, doesn't seem that evil. And then Jimmy Moon goes, maybe she was battling to keep her dark side at bay the whole time. (laughs) Yes. So, solid Jimmy Moon. I love Jimmy. I'm getting, I'm getting on the Jimmy Moon train. (laughs) I'm really loving him. You're swooning for Jimmy Moon. I'm swooning for Jimmy Moon. Um. So, then... That's that's when so then the next scene we get is Lucy uh, is talking to the Rev about her, her her discovery. She tells him you know that that oh I know where Suzanne lives now. It's downtown off of Genesee Avenue. The Rev says that that's a high a high crime Crimey. area. Uh-huh. Um, but now that he knows, he is going to go. He he agrees to go talk to. Well, before he does this, he's upset with Lucy for going uh, to the area all by herself. And she's <laughs> oh, yes. like, no, but Jimmy was with me, and Jimmy's an expert in acupuncture point defense, which apparently involves poking someone in a certain place. Yeah, like and then pressure then points. points. Right, and then them passing out. And Jimmy Moon is apparently an expert in this field. <laughs> he's, a, he's a man of many talents. So Isn't many talents. some sort of other... 
um, in, in another episode, she said something about uh, some fight, some fighting technique that he was good at or something. Or he, I don't know. I think we've gotten the idea now that Jimmy Moon is very talented. Uh, so the Rev goes over to Suzanne's apartment under the guise of, uh, oh, I have the shirt that Suzanne spilled. Like, oh, Annie cleaned this shirt. Um, you know, Suzanne spilled something on it at dinner. So he goes over. Brings to, it back in a brown bag. Yes, in a very small, like, a lunch bag. Not even, like, a bigger uh, brown bag. So I Yeah, thought, I mean, it I could have contained, like, a PB&J or something. Yes, that's what it looked like. It should have been in there. Uh, so he gets there, and it's supposed to be during the school day. Um, oh, yeah. Like, he, was, he specifically timed his visit to make sure that, like, Suzanne wasn't going to come home at that point. And um, it, we, we find out that uh, Suzanne's mother, who I don't think we ever got her name. P. P. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give her name. Let's call her Patricia. Patricia oh, Sanders. I was going to go with Patty. So we go, Patricia. I mean, that's, Trish, a, that's Trish. like a short, yeah. <laughs> um, Sanders is, uh, they've uh, recently divorced. Um, her husband left her high and dry, isn't really paying child support. She keeps on trying to take it to court, but, like, he's not really listening to lawyers. Um, this kind of made no sense either. Right, yeah. Um, because I don't. that's not how the law works, but yes. okay. Um, and uh, she's behind on, like, rent payments and credit payments, whatever. Uh, the Rev says, oh, do you mind if I talk to him? And uh, Patricia Sanders says, oh, it would make her day. Like, yeah, I wonder what oh, she has to be, say to a reverend. It would be so funny to hear what he has to say to a reverend or something. So then the Rev, without even asking, he's like, oh... Uh, that's his used car place down on, you know, whatever street. Um, and I was like, how did, if he knew who this guy was, I don't know. So many questions. So many questions. Unanswered questions. Yeah. Well, it seems, what it seems to me is that the parent, that, uh, Lucy's parents know more about Lucy's best friend than Suzanne's parents know about Suzanne's best friend. Or maybe... Suzanne is Lucy's best friend, but Susan, Lucy isn't Suzanne's best friend. Oh, uh, how drama. scandalous. How scandalous. But as the, <laughs> as the Rev is leaving to go butt in some more, Suzanne comes home. And Suzanne went to the storming off school, that the same storming off school that Lucy went to, because what does she do? She walks in and sees the Rev, and then she runs away because, I don't know, she's so embarrassed of where she lives. Um, and this comes to bite the Rev in the ass. Uh... Does he wait? Does he talk to uh, the father first, or does he have that? Or does he have that scene with Lucy first? The scene with Lucy comes first, okay. where the first thing Lucy says is like, "Thanks a lot, Reverend," <laughs> because apparently after Suzanne ran away, uh, her mother went to the went to the middle school, and and Lucy was waiting for. Wait, but at this point, it seems like P. P. Sanders. Knows who Lucy is because Lucy says, I was waiting for Matt to pick me up. And um, Suzanne's mother asked me, like, it told me, you know, that Suzanne ran away and was asking me where she was. So <laughs> when are we supposed to have gathered that P. P. Sanders has, met, learned. Like, has learned that the girl who was creeping around near her mailbox was Lucy? Uh, another huge continuity error, huge plot holes. Come on, so, Hampton, come on. But... Um, Lucy says that 
Suzanne doesn't want to talk. Suzanne no, doesn't want to be friends with her anymore. She's just... Which so. is also b- massive speculation because Lucy hasn't seen Suzanne since earlier in the school day. She just thinks now that, like, Suzanne saw the Rev, that her fr- her best friendship is over. Oh, she's being yeah, dramatic. Yeah, she is being totally... She, I, I forgot that she hadn't seen her, but... Yeah, she's like, I didn't want you to take care of it this way. And he, he, he goes, what way? And she says, uh, the way that ends with me losing my best friend. Like, shut the fuck up, yeah. Lucy, seriously. So then the Rev is like, I gotta go see Mr. A man about a Sanders. Um, and Mr. Sanders is also like a weirdo and making all these weird... Ex- well, I don't know. If, he's like, oh, if, if my daughter wanted to talk to me... Um, Oh, wait, if she doesn't believe that I love her, it's all because her mother was brainwashing her and that she, if she really wanted me to be involved in her life, she wouldn't have sided with her mother in the divorce. And oh, he's a massive all, all these, Yeah, all of the things that, like, people, all of the, like, mistakes that people, I feel like don't really happen when people get divorced and they're like, it's not your fault to the child. He, he's blamed the entire divorce on the child. Yeah, um, he's like, if she wanted to talk to me, that then she could easily, like, do so. And Rose, like... Maybe she doesn't feel that like, way. Yeah. yeah. But um, it doesn't go that well. Um, it actually, nothing is resolved at Yeah, that nothing point. gets resolved. And uh, at dinner later, um, the Rev asked Lucy if, he, like, if, they wanna sh- if she wants to shoot, shoot pool with him, which is like a massive moment in Lucy's life because she's like, really? Well, anytime Lucy gets like, because the other time when she went out to dinner one-on-one with him, after the basketball game. Anytime she gets to do anything, like, with the parents one-on-one, she gets so excited because her middle child syndrome is just killing her. So they go play pool. And, and I she, wish we had a vine for this because there's a scene in I this. Mo- put, I'll do this one and the other one, and I'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because, so... so um, Mr. Sanders. I think his name... Bill? Bill. I was going to yeah, say, his, I, I think it's Bill. his name. Um, Bill comes over... Uh, thinks that like this is all a setup that like the Rev is trying to show like a what what a good father daughter relationship yeah, he says, is like. Are you following me? And I'm like the Rev is always at the pool hall, so it, like I don't know. No, not everything's about you, Bill. Uh, Bill's like put like put your money where your mouth is. Uh, like I'll play you in a game of pool, and he puts down some money. <laughs> and the Rev says that he doesn't play for money, but then out of nowhere. <laughs> Lucy comes out with a wallet, which just c- clearly like it just like appears in her hand, the, yeah. yeah. And she like takes the money out, she's and she's like, like, "Come on, Dad." And <laughs> maybe it's time you start playing for money or something like that. But the point is that the way that she says it is so seductive. It was all very seductive, and it's not the way she drops the money, money too, like on the table. So we'll do that. We'll we'll, we'll definitely have a, a video of that because it is it is not you should not miss it. <laughs> no, um, and the very next scene we find out that the Rev won because he is mm-hmm. making it rain. This should also yeah, be actually on. yeah. Th- these scenes are like back to back, so it'll be it'll be probably one long video. But but he's like flipping his money at his wife in bed. <laughs> yeah, she's laying in bed and he comes in and he just drops it all over her, and it, <laughs> making it rain. Uh, it was so disturbing. Not as disturbing as the lingerie scene from the last episode, but still as disturbing for me. I was not okay with this. The only thing they're going to make this worse is if Annie was wearing the lingerie underneath the Oh my god. <laughs> underneath the covers. Oh my god. He, he but, made it. Well, she looked like she was like so, like really turned on by it, so <laughs> maybe that's what's coming next. Yeah. Yes. Taking out that Valentine's Day lingerie. So, 
That is that. Well, I mean, that's not that for the storyline. That's it for the money for for the rent making it rain. Uh, <laughs> he like takes the money the next day to Suzanne's apartment, where uh, I guess uh, Bill has been waiting in the car for him. He's like, I knew he's like, you'd show up here yeah, eventually. I know what kind of man you are. I knew what you would do with the money. Uh, uh, and then you know, Bill is basically he's a changed man because he, lo- he got hustled. And he says, oh, well, I'm going to get enough money. I, I can't make all the payments at once. But once I get enough money, I'm going to move Suzanne and her mother out of the, uh, the the high crime area, the bad part of town. So the guy, and also the guy's like, oh, um, here, can I bring it to them? And the Rev just gives this guy the envelope full of money. Which I wouldn't. And then the Rev just turns around and walks away. Doesn't even make sure that uh, Bill Sanders is actually going to his wife's apart or his ex-wife's apartment. Like, if I saw that the Rev had turned around, I would have just walked the other way. Well, also, it's like, that's the Rev's money now. He didn't even pay out of pocket. Like, any of this, he, he lost gambling, and then he's like, oh. Lucy's money's in there, too. <laughs> yes, Lucy's money is in there. So, I don't, I don't like this. Uh... So basically, that's like resolved, and it's a big happy family. Well, actually, Suzanne, isn't this one Suzanne? She comes. So Bill goes, actually, does go to the apartment, and he gives, you know, P the money. <laughs> P the money. <laughs> and then Suzanne comes out, and I think she starts, she starts crying. Well, yeah. the thing is, I think there was like a brief moment with the actress where she couldn't cry, so they like cut away. They cut away, and then, and then they, they come back. back to her, and now suddenly there's a bunch of tears in her eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. And that's really the end of... Oh, well, the end of the storyline is really... There's another, like, scene in the science uh, in the science lab where... Um, Lucy's like, I don't care who you are or what you, where like, you're from. Or what you wear. You, <laughs> as long as you love me. I don't care who uh, no, are, uh, where you're right. from. Don't care what you do. So she's like, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Or what you wear. What you wear. It's like... Uh, my family. She basically was like, "My family's kind of poor too. We don't even own our house. The church owns it." And that shirt that you d- borrowed from me—that's my sister's. Which, yeah. So, and like they're best friends again, just like that. Even though we just met this girl sixteen episodes in. I asked uh, Aaron if we would just ever see Suzanne again, but we apparently do. I we d- will. I do. No, Suzanne continues to cause conflict. Uh, so we can look forward to seeing her again. I wonder if it'll be with a boy next time. Um, but that's it. That's the stu- uh, the storyline for Lucy in this episode. Um, she's the worst and continues to be the worst. Uh, and Jimmy Moon is her only redeeming quality. Yes, really, because that that's about it. Um, we have, like, a small, silly storyline with Ruthie and Simon. As we said, this is Ruthie's first day of pre-kindergarten. Um, out of nowhere in the middle of February, doesn't February, it doesn't really make any sense. Um, and... The really, the only good, I mean, the only memorable part that I can think of is when they're dropping her off, um, there's a kid who's crying, and she does, like, the fiercest, <laughs> like, eye roll, like, giving this girl the stank eye, and... From the last episode into this episode, her, like, sassy queen is stepping up. Yeah, she's really, you know, coming into her character. So. There's another scene later where Annie winks she, at her. She, <laughs> God, she does a wink, and it's like... Yeah, but, like, 
I didn't know you could sarcastically wink at someone, but Ruthie can, like, five-year-old or six-year-old Ruthie can sarcastically wink at someone. Yes. Uh, it was beautiful. That's also probably going to be on the internet somewhere. Yes. We do We do learn at, at school, though. Um, so Ruthie goes to school. She comes back the, after the first day, and she says, like, oh, I'm not going tomorrow. And they're like, you have to go every day, just like the older kids. And she's like, but I went today. Um, and how, how awful it is and how she doesn't want to go back. Then the next day, she's all excited after school, and she's happy she went back because she made a friend. Who's who, a boy. Who's a boy, and his name is Skylar, and he's coming over to play. And Simon is skeptical about this this boy because Ruthie's getting a little bit nasty. Like, she, she hit Simon, and then... Um, she did the talk to the hand Yeah, she thing. told him to talk to the hand. So right before she does her sarcastic wink. So There uh, are a, a couple of other things. You mentioned when um, Annie found out that it was a boy that she made friends with, they, like, you said something about, like, them sexualizing everything. Oh, yeah, no, this is, like, I, I, I frequently texted you this while yeah, I was watching yeah. it the first run. I was like, this is a show about a family of sex maniacs um, because... The Rev the Rev picked up Ruthie at school, and they come in, and Annie is so happy to see that Ruthie had fun on her second day. Uh, and and the Rev says, oh, she made a friend. And uh, and Annie's like, oh, that's good. And he goes, a male friend. Like, this is your five-year-old. You like, like, shouldn't be pimping out your five-year-old yeah, like this. Like, and, and, and then Annie's like, oh, yes, a male friend. Like, what wh- uh, what what does it matter? Like, the, the <laughs> all right. Oh, the she's, other thing we learned. Five. Yeah, the other thing we learned about from Lucy, Lucy, sorry, Ruthie's first day of school is that you know the times are changing because. Yeah, this is such a stupid. Scene. This really was out of place. No, it really. I thought like, see, I thought it was going to lead to something like Ruthie's new friend Skylar is actually like the person that's bringing in the weapons. He's a gang, he's like, a gang member. Like I thought there was going to be another mini storyline in here somewhere, but clearly I had my hopes up way too high. But um. There's a permission slip that comes in Ruthie's bag about the fact that there are no weapons allowed in school uh, or on the school bus or at lunch or anything. And then it and goes. That's got a list of weapons. Yeah, like knives, guns, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, and um, they have like this moment to talk about, oh, this wasn't what it was like when Simon went, first went to school or when, the other, when all the other kids went to school. Like, what's happening to the world these days? Yeah, and they're like, well, it has been five years since we first, you know, put a child, like, started a child at school, so times are changing, um, is the... There's another, like, quick scene I wanted to mention, because I wrote this quote down, because I just thought it was so absurd. Um, they, uh, when Annie and the Rev are dropping Ruthie off on, on her first day of school, uh, she, Simon's at the same school, so Annie kisses Simon goodbye, um, in the school hallway. In the school hallway. Simon is perturbed by this and, uh, like, has a very serious conversation with Annie the following day or that, like, evening or something, saying, even if my cheek is on fire, you can't use your lips to put it out. Yes. There's absolutely no kissing allowed uh, anywhere near the school or in the school or around any of his friends. Yeah, so anyway, this this wraps up when Skylar comes over for a play date and Ruthie keeps saying that he's, like, a superhero, and we get the idea that it's because he does martial arts. And then they, in, like, in the span of about a minute, they, like, so Skylar is Asian, and they have all these stereotypes. They and have, like, like, Asian music playing in the background. Yeah, back to back. Because he's teaching, he's, te- okay, so Skylar is teaching Ruthie, like, martial arts or something. I don't know anything about 
like karate or something. I don't. Just, a probably, form of martial arts. A form of martial arts, and and then and then the music's playing in the background, and then. Uh, his older, um, Skylar's older sister comes to pick him up and Simon answers the door and he's very taken with her and he's like, oh, let me get your violin case. Uh, and it's, just, they couldn't have... Uh, Picked any other or, instrument? They, or, like, just no instrument. Like, hi. <laughs> so, that was bad. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> that's pretty much oh, it. Oh, well, there was the one... So, so Simon is, like, overprotective and he's, like, spying on Ruthie during her play date and then Matt sees him and is like, oh... She's always going to need you. Like, don't worry. You're not being replaced by this guy. Um, And he's like, you need to look after her. And it it could be worse. You could be Mary and have to look after Lucy. (laughs) Lucy's (laughs) a full-time job. Yeah, Simon says something to the effect of, like, oh, well, I'd have to quit school because Lucy's a full-time job. It's really good that the family knows how horrible Lucy is. Yes. This is, like... Per, per, like information that everybody's aware of, and not only just me and you. Yes, because apparently there's a lot of Lucy fans out in the world. There are a lot of people like on Twitter who are like, wish that there had been a spinoff that that was like Lucy and her family, and that is the last thing that I would ever want to see. I mean, even before I was watching this show, I knew I would never want that. <laughs> so there's too many people in our, in like my real life that are Lucy that I don't want. <laughs> like yes. more. Of, um, and <laughs> I guess we can move on to the last Yeah, we'll wrap this up with the, you know, the, the storyline that was teased in the synopsis, Mary being sexually lead. Uh, <laughs> so, um, turns out Michael Towner, uh, oh, which... Who she rejected. Yes. Yeah. Who is, uh, an actor named Donnie Jeffcoat. Jeffcoat. Um, uh, I actually recognize a lot of people in this episode from Mary's storyline specifically. Um, so he is, If I don't know if anybody remembers this movie, Wish Upon a Star. It like, used to be on Disney Channel all the time. It was a DCOM, you said, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know if it was like one of the ones oh, that also Oh, it might have been one of those like, world in the of Disney. Yeah. yeah, world, yeah. But uh, it's also with Kat- Catherine Heigl. Uh, it's one of her first ever Famous, rom- Famous now from, Fam- for doing kitty litter commercials. <laughs> Uh, but it's I guess I guess one of her first rom-coms but it's about when her like she's a popular sister and she ends up trading places with the unpopular sister and they have to like be in each other's shoes for like a day or two days or three days but he plays uh Catherine Heigl's like popular boyfriend um anyway he Michael Towner is uh has been rejected by Mary um, and to get back at her, has decided to write some nasty things about her in uh, the boys' bathroom. Which brings back the uh, sports euphemism, because what he wrote... Well, so someone tells Lucy this... Um, Mary. This, I'm sorry, tells Mary. The girl, Corey, Corey says, uh, oh, my boyfriend said that... Because well, this guy is just, like, yelling at Mary in the hallway, too. He, he Before this happens, like, he just walks by and he's like, oh... Mary Camden is such a tease. And then um, Corey is like, oh, well, Michael Towner didn't take, you know, you you rejecting him so well. He, my boyfriend said that in the boys' bathroom. Like, there's there's some, he, he wrote something about you, and Mary's like, what does it say? And this girl's like, I didn't get those details, just have Matt tell you. Then the bell rings and everyone goes to class, so Mary takes this opportunity to just go into the bathroom and see it for herself. And the graffiti says... You'll always score with Mary Camden because she loves to go one-on-one. 
sports. So sports are never sports. We could have told you this. We knew this. Mm-hmm. We knew this about going one on one with I mean, Mary she, Camden. She asked Jeff to go one on one with her in the very first episode. Yeah. So um, that happened, and then mm-hmm. Matt comes in while Mary's in there. With a friend and... So that friend isn't given a name, I don't think, but that friend is Guy or Guy Germain from all the Mighty Ducks movies. Um, and he's also the, like, cute guy that Kat has a crush on in um, Casper, the Casper movie. Oh. <laughs> um, not Casper himself, but the cute guy that she's trying to impress. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the guy... So the actor that plays him is Garrett Ratcliffe, Ratliff Han- Henson. And I... Like, he was one of my first crushes as a child. He... He probably didn't age well, though. Probably not. Uh, so, <laughs> so, well, it, so Matt comes in and he sees the graffiti and he's like, oh, this is bad. But he's also talking about some party that he went to the previous weekend where people were drinking. It was a rave, actually. And people were drinking, but... I don't think he, they know what the definition of a rave is. No. Um, so then the next, the next scene we have is Mary goes into... Matt's room, and she's got a detention slip or a late slip mm-hmm. from... Tardy slip. Yeah, tardy slip from, from being in the bathroom and hiding. And she's like, oh, Matt, will you sign this for me? Because it's like my third tardy this month or something. And he's like, no, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and she, she basically blackmails him. And is like, oh, well, I'm going to tell mom and dad that you went to a rave last week where you were like, where people were drinking. And, and he was like, I wasn't even drinking. So... Uh, he ends up signing the slip, and she she explains, like, that she heard him while she was in the bathroom. So he knows now that she has seen the graffiti. Um, I don't know. He the, says... Oh, oh, this is when he they, they have the little fight, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's uh, not this one, this scene specifically, uh, but it's just that Matt says that he'll handle it, and Mary's like, no, I can do it all by myself. So the next scene that we have in Mary's storyline is Mary trying to handle the situation by herself. Um, This towner dude is like saying something again. Like he's saying some bullshit again. This time he's surrounded by his friends. So she like walks up to him and she slams his locker. Yeah, it's like calls him pathetic. And like she, he says something like, "I told you she was hot headed" or something like that. Hot blooded. Hot blooded. Right. Exactly. And you know she's like pretty messed up about it. and the next scene is when we have this fight where Matt and Mary are like arguing about like who should take care of it, and she's like, "I'm gonna do this on my own," and Matt's like, "Oh, it's my duty." Uh, like, and she's like, "I like I can I can get uh, I don't need another male ego to like deal with," and uh, he's like, well, I, "I'm like, why isn't this affecting you as much as it's it's affecting me?" But then we, but see, then we see yes that like it is affecting Mary because she's crying and she's looking up at the ceiling with her teddy bear clutching her teddy teddy and bear. There's like a prolonged crying scene. And we yeah, it was too long. It was too, too long. long. Uh, uh, so then we have the next day, which is when she gets sexually. Yes, she. So he like snaps her bra. Um, yes. ta- this towner kid does. And her friends throughout this entire thing, I don't like. They were like, yeah. They were like, just leave. He. They were like, oh, he does that to everyone. Um, just leave it alone. Like he's a jerk. Don't you know? Don't don't do anything. Just take it. You know. This is just your life now. Um, I really, I really liked Mary in this episode. I liked the way that she was written in this episode, and I liked her like actions throughout. Uh, I liked that she wanted to handle this by herself, which she didn't immediately did because she this follows guy goes into the bathroom yeah. and she follows him in the bathroom with her girlfriends, like 
comes up with like a marker out of nowhere and uh oh matt also comes in yeah like oh you're gonna fight your sister's battles for you and matt's like no she can handle herself he's like throws a mark um mary throws a marker at towner is like you're gonna you made this mess you're gonna clean it up and he like smacks the marker away with like rolls towards a toilet um, which I guess I should have seen, like, what was coming as soon as, like, they showed that. Because then he's like, oh, I'm not doing that, but here is a consolation prize. I'll give you back your marker. Tanner, like, starts walking towards the toilet, and, like, I guess what happens is Mary basically like, bum-rushes him. Yeah, and, he's, like, like, bending over to pick up the marker, and then she shoves his head in the toilet and gives him a swirly. Yeah, and uh, that's, that's, that's Mary's revenge. Um, and... And also, all of a sudden, there's a huge crowd in the bathroom. Yep. Like, everybody knew they were in there, apparently. Um, and including the principal. I guess that's supposed to be the principal. Yes, the principal who is uh, Nancy Lee Gron. I, I don't know what her last name is, but uh, she plays Alexis on General Hospital. Wow. So, uh, she comes in and she's like, oh, you both need to come to my office at 4 o'clock or whatever after you finish up detention. So... Then we get Matt comes home from school that day. This is when he has the little scene with Simon and and the Rev and Annie have to go to the school and like meet with the principal because of what what Mary has done. So um, and Matt is like, oh, they kind of got the idea that that something was going on. So they were like, oh, why didn't you tell us this was happening? Um, and Matt's like, oh, I, 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 stay away. I stay up so you don't have to. And, but he says, you would have been proud of Mary. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. It was just a little, a little strange how they weren't angrier. Like, it seems like the Rev and Annie get worked up about okay, everything. everything. So even it seems like they would at least be angry that she didn't tell them or that she, you know, reacted, responded with violence, uh, like the same way Simon did. So uh, they, they, we get the scene in the principal's office. Where the principal kind of, like, takes a stand, and she's like, this is, like... Well, the kid, Mike Michael Towner, is like, oh, I want to press assault charges, so the principal is like... And then I assume Mary's going to be... Like, to sec- like sex- wants sexual harassment sex- charges. And the father's like, sexual harassment? That's not what this is. I knew you'd see it this way. And he and she's like, this isn't about sisterhood. <laughs> when she says, like, what did you, you know, she was like, oh, because the kid seems, like, shocked. And he's like, she's like, oh, what did you think that was? Like, fooling around, joking. Like, that's, you know, that's sexual harassment, so. And, like, then touching her uh, and, like, trying to, like, get at her bra and stuff. Yeah. Uh, spreading all these rumors about what Mary's like one-on-one. Um... <laughs> But basically, uh, principal takes a stand, says, like, if you ever do anything like this ever again, uh, you're done at the school. And he, like, gets the picture, and, like, they storm out. And uh, I keep on wanting to call her Alexis from General Hospital. But (laughs) the principal um, is like, you know, Mary, you should, like, you should definitely ask for help sooner. And, like, you have somebody in your corner. And that's basically it. And I'm really shocked that, like, the Rev or Annie had nothing to say at all during yeah, this. Yeah, they, they ground her because she tells them that, that she forged the signature on the detention slip or the tardy mm-hmm. slip or something. And then they're like, oh, well, you're punished, you know, you're grounded for the weekend now. Which, I don't even know why she told them. I feel like she could have gotten away with it. 100% could have gotten, gotten away with I think she had already it. gotten away with it. Basically. And, and she told them for no reason. Um, so, I was just that like, was what we were talking about yeah. was handled well, yes. The way that, yeah. they, the way that they didn't take the, like, the snapping of the bra strap and make it like, oh, this just, boys will be boys, boys was right. basically like what the, the father was like saying it was. Uh, but no, they handled it really well. They said like that this was wrong and it, it's like 
Oh, the, uh, the other thing I really appreciated was that the principal, like, asked Mary, like, what do you want done about it? And Mary's like, I just want it, like, over oh, with. Oh, yeah. They, like, they wasn't, like, nobody was overstepping bounds. Like, they asked Mary who, like, you know, Mary was the one that was done to. Mary's like, I just want it done. And then she's like, okay, it's done. But, like, I just want you to know that I won't be as forgiving as Miss Camden, like, next time this happens, yeah. you're out of here. So that was good that they didn't just, like, sweep it under, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. That we should. This isn't worth ruining anyone's life over. Like, um, oh, there's a couple other things that I wrote down in my notes that we didn't mention, um, which I guess don't really matter. But what I really wanted to bring them back. One was that um, there's a call. Ba- there's a callback to the clapper. Oh God. <laughs> so um, I guess at Ruthie's second day of school, they're playing house, and she gets to play the character of the mom in the game of house. And so because her role model. For her mother is Annie? is Annie, and Annie's like a fixer-upper. She's like, oh, well, in the game, I, like... Uh, I wired the house on a clapper, clapper. system. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was, you know, interesting. Um, and wait, there's one more thing I had, but I can't find it anymore. I don't know. I just keep reading it. Money bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a what are you doing? Uh, what are we doing? Oh, yes, yes. She says, what are we doing? At a uh, certain point. When, uh, right after uh, Simon is telling Annie, no more kissing. Yes. Um, and that's... That's it. That's, that's the episode. It. That's the episode. Solid. I liked this one. So did I. I did too. It was okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it a five. Oh, wow. I'm only giving it a 3.5, but okay. Mm, all, right. all right. Well, that's not that much of a difference. So, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, do all the things on the internet. Subscribe, download, rate, review, Facebook. Follow like, us on Twitter. Show. Follow um, us on Tumblr. All the things. Okay, uh, I'm Erin. And I'm Tanby. And this was Camden Cast. We'll see you on Saturday for our, the 17th episode.